Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. We're back. It's 23-24 season. Uh, it's a preview. We're going to look over the American tour. We're going to look at the transfers so far. Uh, I'm going to catch up with Alex because it feels like I haven't seen you in at least maybe two weeks. Um, <laughs> Trev, as always, we speak to each other. As, as I said before, probably more than I speak to my wife sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and a special guest in the house, Calamera, um, all the way from L.A., Hybrid Squad, Sophie. How are you, Sophie? Galimera, Galispera, Galinichta. How are you? Hope everyone's good. Thanks for having me on. Very excited to be chatting with you guys. One of my favourite Arsenal podcasts. Here we are. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great compliment. Thank you, by the I'm way, just... for all of... I'm steaming up here. It's very hot in Southern California. Not to rub it in in any way, you guys, but woof. <laughs> It's hot today. So if my glasses start steaming, it's not because, you know, I'm with three, you know, Guna hotties right here. (laughs) Or maybe it is, Trev. Maybe (laughs) it is. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, Oh, thanks for having me. And thanks for all the great videos that you shared with the Highbury squad last season. Me and Super Kev love them. And Super Kev sends uh, uh, lots of uh, good wishes to each and every one of you. Thank you very much. Um, uh Trev, you can t- translate all that Greek stuff because you're like you're practically fluent after living out there for a while, aren't you? I, I, I'm forgetting a lot of it, Fergus. But uh, as you know, I loved living in Greece. I'm I'm a bit speechless tonight, actually, which is unusual for me because I admire yeah. what Sophie does. I love watching the podcast with Sophie and Kevin. I'm over the moon. You've agreed to come and join us, Sophie. Thank you very much indeed. Looking forward to having a chat with you and. Uh, getting an American perspective on the tour that we've just had there. Be interesting, a fan's view of that. So, yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so, so Alex, how are we? We haven't we haven't uh, chatted for uh, probably about two weeks since I was last left Denmark. Um, I think uh, the, uh, the, the yeah. last time we sat down and, and uh, spoke, sorry, I, I'm, I'm multitasking here. And uh, you know what? It's it's just it's just not a good thing. This is us. This is us. <laughs> me, and my good wife, your dad, and and um, yourself, uh, and the uh, Baltic Sea. Um, and we were uh, enjoying the summer in Denmark. What a good good few days that was. That was lovely, and it was yeah, it was nice to for you and and Jack to come over and see see Denmark and see where I come from and uh, have some of that Danish beer. So, uh, yeah, we had a lovely, lovely few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll eventually get to be able to pay for it. My credit card bill is still... Uh, <laughs> bill, you know, it is, uh, it is a bit expensive over here, yeah. It is. <laughs> I think my, my quote to people is, two burgers, two beers, 50 quid. And everyone goes, what? <laughs> 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 Even Sophie's eyes pop. <laughs> wow. Is it, so it's more expensive than London and Los Angeles and New York, it sounds like. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. The easiest yeah. Sophie, yeah. Wow. Crazy. So, Listen, something that's uh, more expensive than Denmark is uh, some of our transfers. 200 million <laughs> we spent so far um, <laughs> on Kyle Havertz, uh, Urien Timber and Declan Rice. Uh, 
Trevor, what's your thoughts on, um, let, let's do them one by one just for a couple of minutes, not into huge depth because, you know, we don't really do transfers as such. But Kyle Hadverts, uh, a player that I saw play for Germany and saw him briefly in the Champions League for Bayer Leverkusen. I saw him play and play poorly under three different managers at Chelsea. Um, you know, 65 million is a hefty price tag to have around his head, don't you think? Yeah, it's an interesting run, Havertz, because I, I, I certainly didn't see it come in before. There was, no, there was no thoughts about it. And it's a simple one for me, really. If, if we get the Havertz that we know can play so well in Germany and for Germany, then we've, we've got a good buy. But if we, if we see the Havertz that play for Chelsea, we might struggle a bit. But I've got every faith in Arteta. If, I, I think if Arteta sees something in someone... We've got to trust our manager who hasn't let us down so far. So I'm sure that he wanted Havertz and he's seen something that he can do with him. And I'm quietly confident that he's going to surprise a few people and he's going to do all right for us, Havertz. Fingers crossed. Um, Alex, you watch an awful lot of the Champions League football and, and so on. What, what's your, your, your thoughts on the sentence on Havertz then? Yeah, I think his suits our play style very well. Um, obviously, we needed someone to replace Granite. We knew he was going to leave uh, this, this summer, so... I think his profile suits um, that so, that sort of role, the left left sided midfielder, very well. Um, we've already seen in preseason his runs into the box. Um, he's very dangerous with his runs into the box. He he didn't really get in any continu- continuity uh, in, under Ch- in Chelsea under, as you said, like three four different managers. So I think there's still a player there and. Um, I really think that Arteta can fulfil his potential, um, and I think he'll do do uh, do well in that left-sided uh, eight role in in our team. Um, so yeah, I think, like Trev said, uh, I think he's he's going to surprise a few people uh, this season. I think he'll he'll bring more goals than than Granite. Uh, he's probably not as good on the ball, and um, he hasn't got the same. Uh, strength about him, uh, but as Arteta said, he's got physicality in, in in other ways. He's an aerial threat, so I think we'll see a lot of that uh, this season. Yeah, six foot one, uh, he definitely has an aerial threat. Um, Sophie, um, four, six foot four, yeah, six foot four. Oh wow. Um, uh, Alex mentioned a few different positions at eight, and you know, a forward and midfielder. And where where do you see Havertz, or how do you see Havertz fitting in best in the squad? So a couple of things real quick about the physicality part. I was in the press conference um, where Mikel was asked about this and I didn't see Mikel get too defensive the whole time uh, during the US tour with questions, but this was definitely a question where I don't know if he was defending the player or he got defensive, but he, he literally asked the journalist, well, how tall is Kai Havertz? And then there was a back and forth and he was basically insinuating through his answer that Kai was stronger even than Xhaka. So I think people are mistaking kind of this lanky, you know, um, I dare I say Meza Ozil lazy-esque vibe about him with not being physical enough. I don't think he gets enough credit with what he does off the ball. Uh, I think that in fact, He's exactly the reason why maybe Arteta got him, not only because of his attacking capabilities and his physicality, but also like Gabriel Jesus and what he offered last season early. Everyone was saying Jesus isn't a prolific goal scorer. But as Arsenal fans, we all know how he changed and elevated us with his hustling, his off-the-ball play, how that was infectious and ignited everybody around him. And a lot like Kai Havertz, I don't think he gets credit for that. 
Second part is see filed under Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah. Uh, there's, I've wanted to arc this with Chelsea for a long, long time. Where's the trifecta? Who's that third player? And I believe it's Kai Havertz. Everyone laughed at Liverpool when they bought Mo Salah. Everyone kind of joked about De Bruyne being a Chelsea reject. Now, I'm not saying he's at that point, but this is also a player who scored the winning goal in the Champions League. Now, did they win the Champions League because of Kai Havertz's play overall? No, but they did win the Champions League because Kai Havertz scored a goal. So mm. a little bit like our, our fans who kind of got crazy when we signed Aaron Ramsdale, Benjamin White, Tommy Yasu, you know, throwing their toys out the pram, just hold the mayo in the mustard because we need to kind of start thinking two plays in every position. We saw why we lost the league last season. We didn't have the depth. We couldn't cope with when the injuries hit. Kai Havertz is an experienced Premier League player, and I don't think the Premier League has seen the best of him yet, and hopefully that will be at the Arsenal. And I do believe he has to hit the ground running fast to avoid the narrative, but I also believe in him. Yeah. Yeah, you can see you can see that already, and and I, I'd stay away from the Twitter sphere as much as I can because most of those people know even less about football than I do, um, and that's saying something. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was already um, in, the, in the school games, wasn't it? People were after him after uh, the the volleys challenge. So well, I was I, there. I, I, I was there that night. I was in the stadium, and I was saying, God, even in the skills challenge, I want him to do well because I don't want yeah. people to get on his back because he's such an easy target. And we have is, PTSD yeah. when it comes to Chelsea players. You know, Willian, Willian is the, the, I don't think David Luiz was as bad as folks make out, but the Willian thing has left everybody feeling a little bit, um, you know, gassed. The old, the, the old Chelsea reject sort of uh, comment yeah. keeps on coming I up. I think Jorginho's oh, put Chelsea that to bed page. too, though, hasn't he? Like, Jorginho he came in, he was worth he the 12 million just for the goal at Villa. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, I, I, I definitely, definitely. Uh, another one that we brought in off the three was Urian Timber. Um, Alex, uh, you again, European football. I, I, I didn't know anything of this Urian uh, Timber guy. I've seen a bit on YouTube, and for me, he looks, he looks very similar in some ways to what Declan Rice, who we'll talk about in a minute, does. He, he seems to break up the play in the midfield, but his instinct is. I know we can play him at right back. I know we can play him left, uh, uh, right, uh, centre back. But what I've seen him play is that pest in the midfield that breaks up the play and goes forward and, and, and almost box to box. Alex, uh, what do you know of him? Yeah, obviously I've seen a bit of him uh, in, in Ajax, uh, in the Champions League and then uh, where I really noticed him was was at the World Cup for uh, for Netherlands where he uh, he took over Matthijs de Ligt's place in the starting eleven, with, and he's a very good player. Uh, but yeah, he can play. He's very versatile, which is why I think he suits us very well. We know Mikhail likes versatile players who can play different positions. Um, and what he does very well is uh, progressive passing. He was one of the, the guys in Europe with the most progressive uh, passes. Um, he carries the ball very well. He's intense, good in duels. And then he's uh, just lightning quick. We've already seen that in the preseason. So... I really feel like we've got a, a bargain, uh, if you can say that, for a player uh, for 34 million quid. I think that's a, it seems like a bargain in today's market uh, for a, a player like Timber. I think he's going to, I think he's going to become a fan favourite because he's just uh, intense on the pitch and, and the way he presses and, and goes into duels. I think a lot of people are going to like him this season. And he's got a ready-made song, It's Going Down. 
Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> straight away. Um, conscious of time, because I know you've got to jump onto the other side as well uh, to Highbury Squad for eight. So we've only got you for about another half hour. I'm going to go to Trevor on the next one. Uh, got a bit of an intro for this one. It's interesting what Sophie said just now. Um, even though we appeared to have depth across the back of our team last year, there were occasions when when we looked a bit short, when we, we, didn't, we weren't quite sure who was going to play where. And I, I think Timber is a massive recruit, in, mm-hmm. recruit to fill any of that area. And he gives us exactly what we've said we wanted, depth. So I'm looking forward to watching him play. As for Rice, I am so excited about Declan Rice. I've been watching him since he was a kid at West Ham. And you you can, you can say to me, yeah, yeah, of course you did, Trev. But for the first few games <laughs> I saw Declan Rice play, I, saw, I thought to myself, I said to my son, I want to see him at Arsenal one day. He's so, so good. So cool on the ball and he, he makes time for himself. And he just oozes quality. I'm so excited about this, this signing, Fergus. Um, especially with Xhaka going, I think, you know, he can play any role. He can play the Xhaka role, can Rice, and he can get box to box. So, yeah, it's. I didn't think I'd ever envisage just playing £105 million for the lad, but we have, and that's football nowadays. So I'm really glad we got him and nobody else did. And uh, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm 100% certain that this boy is going to excite us and he's going to do what we all want to do. He's going to improve our team this year. And that's what we all want to see as fans. Declan Rice is going to improve Arsenal football team wherever he plays. I'm excited for Can't wait to watch I the think, boy. I think he's not only going to improve our team, I think he's also going to improve greatly himself because he's going to be surrounded with better players than he would be, with no disrespect meant at all to, to West Ham, but he's going to be surrounded by better players. Uh, Sophie, we, we talked about Havertz, we talked about Timber and Rice. Um, I've sent you the video as well, in case you wanted. That's what the WhatsApp <laughs> that just came through. Um, does does that mean, like, you know, that there's three huge targets that we've got. Clearly, there's players going out, which we'll talk about maybe in a minute. There's talks of a keeper coming in. There's talks of cover for Saka coming in. There's even talks about a striker coming in. So, And that would be the six players and the six areas that I said in a perfect transfer window um, would to be filled. Does that mean mm. that we genuinely are on for a title challenge, a Champions League uh, challenge? Or is it just a season too soon? What a I don't think... <laughs> so here, here's what I feel Arsenal are doing. And with the owners being the Cronkies, there's... In American sports, they say something called a win-now mentality, right? When the Cronkies went after the Super Bowl with the Rams, they had a win-now mentality. They threw the kitchen sink at signings. Um, they were unafraid to, like, bring in the big guns and spend the money. They did the same thing with the Denver Nuggets. You know, they recognizing a situation whereby they know that the championship is at the very – it's so close – so, yes, I think we are throwing the kitchen sink at going for it this season, building on last season. Because, you know, I think Liverpool have have had a very good transfer window. And I think with yeah. a manager like Klopp, they'll find a way to be better next season. I think Manchester City are going through another transition season. However, Pep being at the helm will find a way to make that team tick and work, This, you know, regardless of the big plays that they've lost. Manchester United have strengthened. Now, whether or not that manager is ready for that next phase, we'll find out and we'll see. 
But for us, absolutely 100%, I feel like with this these signings and this investment, uh, we're going for it, and rightly so, and we should. We should try and capitalise on what we built last season. And now we've got players to compete in most positions. Goalkeeper should be the same. Saka's positions should be the same. And I've always felt those two positions are kind of the last that don't really have that competitive edge the way the others do. And I just wanted to touch on Timber. I believe that he will be the signing of the season. This guy is unreal. My hairs go up talking about him. So not only is he a Jesus infectious kind of player, i.e. his graft and not only his technical ability, but the way he plays, you can see players respond to him. And funnily enough, off the record, I was speaking to somebody at the club and because Declan got all of the love in the media and his transfer, rightly so, it's a record transfer. There was someone at the club that was saying to me, I hope Durian gets a lot of love because he's very special and the club are very excited about him. And I tell you Mm. something, if there's a player that came out of the US tour shining bright in terms of like who we've invested in, he's definitely the one. I must admit the um the the the, the launch of the kits and the launch of uh, the announcement of um of rice did leave uh, timber just stuck in the corner which I did, which I, I I thought that was it, I think the, he was top of four they were forced their hand was forced slightly by West Ham making the announcements they did and the protracted transfer that it was um I think they were intending on announcing uh, rice with the kit on the Monday, but they were forced to do it on the, yeah. on the Saturday. But you know what, Fergus? He will shine where it matters most on the pitch. On the pitch. Just watch. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. he will in he will in. I believe maybe not the first or second game. I do think he will he will in. What's the word? Enforce himself. What's that word I'm looking for? He will be a starter at the Arsenal. Yeah. I, I don't doubt yeah. it. Well, talk about shining. I, I, to be honest, I don't think you're going to miss anybody, especially away from home on the Arsenal pitch. Um, <laughs> when, when we've got this kit on, um, it's the, the all the, uh, the roads of Islington or something like that. And I looked at the map of Islington and it doesn't look anything like that. Um, obviously, I don't know what mushrooms they were taking in Adidas headquarters in Nuremberg. Um, but Alex, uh, you're young. Maybe you uh, uh, like uh, some sort of weird... No, I don't like it, and uh, I've seen the the one they've done for Met United as well. Don't like that either. So, I think they've just had a shocker. But um, I mean, it's per- personal preference. I've seen quite a lot of fans uh, get the the away shirt. So, I mean, some must like it, but uh, personally, I, I don't really like it. No, Trevor, it would bring you back to your time on the railways, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> Oh, I love that shirt. I've ridden it. Oh, if it comes, I'm wearing it to Wembley next week. Definitely. Jesus Christ, that would be a big neon sign. Wouldn't it? <laughs> so you guys live through the bruised banana, right? Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember how much everyone hated the bruised banana when it came out? And it wasn't Super even Kev said to me, when it was I, called a chevron at the, at the time. The so chevron. Super Kev said to me, when you see Trev and Fergus say to them, do you remember? How everyone hated the bruised banana, and what happened that season? Yeah, mm. absolutely. There's a absolutely. good comment by Dale as well. Kids don't define teams; teams define kids. So, oh wow, well done, Dale. Yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. Dale clearly, clearly been off the sauce all summer because his brain cells have come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sort that out. We'll, we'll sort that out on Sunday. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit cryptically here, and uh, with a smile on my face, but. As Sophie just said, if, if our new signings are shown the love, they'll shine and they will shine. And 
and our fans will give them all the love they need at the Emirates if they're allowed to, of course. You know, we don't know, we don't know what might happen, but uh, our our um our new signings will get the full support. Um, um, everybody's excited about it. What you know, as an older fella, um, I went years years. Um, after after Wenger won his last trophies and we had the, 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 the odd FA Cup, but I went season after season thinking at the start of the season, what we're going to do? How good are we going to be? Can we, we're not, we've not, we never signed anyone in a transfer window from, from a last-minute panic buy, you know? But last season, and particularly this season now, I'm, I'm, I can't wait for it to start mm-hmm. because I know... This is why I just said it was a silly question, Ferg. Well, you know I always... It wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't have a go at you. Um, I know that we can win this league this year. I know that we're good enough. If we keep our best players fit, yeah, and Arteta leads them like we know he can, we'll challenge for that league. But And it'll be interesting to get a, a view here. I think it's going to be a very close league this year because if you look at last season, Chelsea didn't didn't do much. Liverpool didn't do much. Man United only came good towards the end of the season, but just scraped into Europe. And those teams don't normally have two or three bad seasons in a row. They normally put it right. And Chelsea mm. are buying, Man United are buying, Liverpool are buying, Arsenal are buying. Manchester City, as you rightfully said, Sophie, are going through a bit of a transition, but the, even their transitions are going to be top-notch, you know. I think it's going to be a very close-run thing for the Premier League this year. I think top teams are going to beat top teams. The top teams are going to lose to top teams. It's going to be topsy-turvy. And I just hope that we come out at the very top. And we can. We absolutely can. Be excited about it. I certainly am. I can't wait. We've, we're 20 minutes in and we had Trevor time. Well done, Trev. Well done. Sorry. Listen, Sorry. You, you, t- you touched you touch, you touch on a point there. And, and I know uh, Sophie touched on this as well on the tour because you were with uh, the press gang that, that, that follow around the teams and everything else. And we'll, we'll talk about the tour itself. But it's what you talked about, uh, Trev, already about the culture, the culture uh, within uh, the fans and uh, like you know what we've built within that um, stadium over the last two or three years. Uh, the Ashburton Army, uh, a, a small part, but done a really good job building up right round the round the stadium. And we talked about before we came on live uh, the protest uh, before um, about the ESL and the change in heart and when Josh has got more involved and the change of, of, of belief and culture within the, the club to, to spend two hundred million and still to be looking to spend two hundred million. Uh, on the club, on the club, but do, do you, Sophie, you challenged. Um, I'm trying to put this the right way. We, you, we asked a question off of Arteta, and I'll, I'll play it in a second. You asked a question off Arteta, and it's all to do with you know we want to build on upon what we've already got in the sense that we want to build on that great atmosphere that. The Emirates Stadium became the twelfth man. It became that people were used to people used to call us the Highbury Library, but people were talking about Arsenal as the place that. Whoa, hang on, they've got a voice. They they make some noise. Christ, I've never heard a place go off like when they scored against Bournemouth, uh, the the Man United game, the Liverpool game, the North. You just pick it. And on our way support, we got talked about that um, uh, Newcastle away. Newcastle said they had never heard any away team make the noise that the Arsenal made on the road. And we've done that, not myself and Trevor, have been 42 out of 49 games for myself. But you asked um, Arteta about that in, in relation to 
ticketing and everything else. I'm going to play the interview and then I'd like to hear your your view on it because you're big into cool. the culture as well. Hi there. Uh, hi, Mikhail. Thank you for your time today. Hello. Um, Hi. You've supplied a great product on the pitch, which means a ton of demand for tickets off the pitch. Um, there was a time where few wanted to be at the Emirates. Ashford and Army helped reinvigorate and revitalize the atmosphere in the stadium. And I know this is something that you've been very passionate about as well. Um, it looks like their tickets might be half for next season. Of course, lots of fans are going to be upset in terms of not being able to maybe get tickets. What's your take on that? What's your take in particular on Ashburton Army and what they've been able to do in the stadium for the fans on game day for the experience. Mm. Thank you. Well, you know, I was being very open about uh, the gratitude that we all have to show for the incredible atmosphere that we have produced at the Emirates in the last few years. Um, that's down obviously to a lot of effort that a lot of people has made to maintain and sustain belief in, in difficult moments and it's something that we really appreciate and the other big factor is obviously what this player has transmitted to, to those supporters to to start believing again and, and start feeling very attached um, to the team and, and then to the club. So I know it's going to be some challenges. Um, I think the club is doing and everything that we possibly can to, to try to please everybody and, and to be as fair as possible in order to achieve um, what everybody wants to, to do. Um, and that's all I can say from my, from my point of view. And, uh, and uh, hopefully we can continue to build and, and get the atmosphere better and better at, um, at our place. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Sophie, <clears throat> great question, by the way. Thank you. I, um, I kept my questions for Mikel throughout the US tour about culture, ethos, Arsenal 2.0 because to me that's the most fascinating part of his story and this is coming from somebody who did not believe in him in his first season at all I saw things that concerned me and for me the losing to Emery the man you replaced in the Europa League semi-final just didn't sit well at the same time I knew and Kev always said it's the players he doesn't have his squad and then of course Starting the following season, zero zero zero, it felt to me like maybe this is something that we should be concerned about. However, you know, you eat crow when you're wrong, and you acknowledge, um, you know, that that he has completely transformed the trajectory of the Arsenal together with Adu, together with these players. The DNA and the profile of the players is totally different. But also the DNA of the fans has evolved. And why is that? That's because finally we have a team to believe in again. We have players that we love. You can go into the armory and you're actually confused about which name to put on the back of your shirt. Is it Saka? Is it Martinelli? Is it Jesus? Is it Ramsdale? Is it who, I mean, is whoever it is, it's like, wow, it has been years since I've been in this pickle. And yeah, there was a moment where we thought maybe we'd get that back with Alexis Sanchez and Santi and we had Meza, but we didn't do all the other things that we're doing now. We didn't get the defense right. We didn't get the defensive midfielder right. Did we really have a prolific striker? So there's all these things that go into it. But what's happened at the Arsenal is this is the reason why I went on this track with him is because I spoke to Gilberto Silva first um, uh, before Arsenal landed in D.C., and my conversation with Gilberto Silva ended up being about ethos culture. You know, Gilberto Silva was talking about, I want them to, I want them to be a bit nastier. I want them to believe. I know they can do better. 
Look how far we've come. El Du, Edu and Mikel can transmit what it means like to be a player, to wear the shirt, to be part of all of that. And I think that as much as we've lauded Mikel and the team for helping transform the stadium atmosphere, the fans deserve, for me, all of the credit. Because football is for fans and they will come and go. But you guys have been there since the late 70s. 70s. I don't want to age anyone, but the f- facts are facts. Fans are always going Trev's to be 18, there. 86. <laughs> Sorry, Trev. <laughs> and and that to me was you can take all the credit, but here we are in a situation where a group that has helped elevate the game day experience to the point where people leave the pub early to go see Ashburton march to the stadium. These things are part of the culture. I've always wanted to hand the baton over, no matter what job I'm in, I want to hand it over to someone. So when I leave, there's a younger person or someone in in play who can take over what I've built or helped built and done in order to move on. And I feel that this group is that. They understand the history of Arsenal and they've helped elevate the stadium experience. So my question wasn't about just tapping into a moment. It was furthering the narrative that I personally wanted to discover throughout the tour based on my conversation with Gilberto Silva, an Arsenal legend and an invincible who's lived through it and has seen the ugly as well, now being an ambassador of the club. And we're in such a beautiful moment that I feel like fans deserve the recognition. Whether you come from the United States to go to a game, South Africa, Australia, we have fans from all over the world and the fans are everything. And corporate money is always important and you have to have that in order to kind of fill the coffers so we can go buy Declan Rice. But at the same time, the fans that come to the stadium, they deserve the love too. So that's where I was coming from with the question. And I hope everyone can kind of understand that. Can I, can I come in on that, please, Ferg? Yeah. Just, just for a second, if you don't mind. Because, Sophie, do you know what? That's how it's lifted. Fans getting together in a group and and singing and chanting and doing everything we know that lifts the fans. And the Ashburton army do need a bit of help because going back to when you just said, you know, the mid, late seventies, the eighties, all the lads would just say, right, I'll meet you on the terrace next week on in the middle of the North bank at half past two. And we'll get things going. Cause there was, there was no tickets. There was, you just walked in and stood in your normal spot and you all stood there and chanted. Well, tickets are that hard to come by nowadays that, they can't do that. They can't do that. And if we want to lift the atmosphere like we have, I really think that the Ashburton Army needs some help. It needs a bit of help to get the, the people they have in there together so that they can lift the atmosphere. And credit's got to go to everybody in the stadium as well because ev- all around the stadium now, they're joining. Upper tier, um, club level, North Bank, everywhere joining with the singing. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. But the, uh, the Ashburton Army... As I said, just to reiterate, in the old days, they've just gone in the ground, stood on the terrace, done. They, they, they've done the work themselves. They can't do that now, and they do need a bit of help if we want to keep this atmosphere. As totally. Good as and you know what, Trev? I came to a game. You guys were there that night. Remember the remember when we lost to Olympia Goz in the um, Europa League, right? Mm. Unfortunately, and, I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was there that night, and I was like, I walked away, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, something. It's just bad. As much as Arteta was there and it was like, I felt 
just it, the stadium wasn't full. It was just still kind of finding its feet, right? And then I've come back since. And I think go, being away and coming back, you see things differently. It's a little bit like my aunties. When they don't see me for a while, I see them and they're like, oh, you've put on weight. I'm like, thanks, auntie. You know, thanks for sharing that with me. <laughs> or you've lost too much weight, which, whatever it is. And um, and I, I came back. One of my favorite games last season that I went to was Man United away. And we lost 3-1. But mm. what was magical about that? We were losing when we should have won. We were the better team. It was one of those it yeah. lessons. Like, it was the best loss Ch- I think Tierney, we had last season. And not our Tierney. The other Tierney. <laughs> Sophie, you get it. You absolutely get it. 100%. Man United last season is, is a prime example. As a fan... I ask the team I go to watch as a support to do their very best. If they come off the field having lost, but as Man United, as at Man United last year, I walk out thinking, well, how did we lose that? They gave everything. I, I don't ask any more. I don't ask any more. And, and that's what our team has been giving us now these last couple of seasons. And that is, that is why the supporters are so, like myself, just so ready to go to watch a game at Arsenal. But it was not only Ashburton that day. It was every, you said it, Trev. Every fan. So you could be a baby boomer, you could be a generation Xer, a millennial, Gen Z, alphas, whatever they're calling them these days, Alex, you can probably tell us more than anyone that I saw a togetherness. I've not, and I was at Highbury. I love, I I love being in the North Bank. I didn't like standing at all. Like that was a one-time experience. I will, that's a whole other story and a whole other show. But the point is everyone was together and I went and I saw, you know, um, even the season before when we played United at home, we won 3-1, Jacker scored the goal. When uh, Gabriel made the mistake against Fulham, everyone got behind him. He scores the winner. When Saliba scored the own goal, everyone gets behind the players. You know, it is, it's totally as much as I loved all of those other teams and following those other teams, the fans deserve a lot of credit because, my goodness, it used to be really bad when a mistake was made. But now getting behind a play when they make mm. a mistake, I've never seen anything like that, guys. I haven't. Alex. Alex. Alex, you've been in there many a time. Whether you remember it or not, I don't know, but you have been in there many a time with uh, our ginger winger, who's still resting his voice in northern Cyprus, not not the, not the Greek bit. So we'll move on uh, very quickly at that point. Um, I don't want to get into <laughs> politics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, as, as a younger fan uh, and new coming to the coming to the club for um, for uh, just. Um, uh, you know, a few years, you must have noticed the atmosphere. And then I want to go on to the US tour because we've only got 10 minutes of Sophie. Yeah, it's just changed uh, so much. And, and like Sophie said, it seems like everyone's united now um, as a fan base. I think previous years, uh, there was always a divide over, uh, sometimes it was players, sometimes it was ownership. There's always been like a kind of a divide in in the fan base. And it seems like now we've all just gathered uh, around the team and We've just supported them throughout the the last couple of seasons, and we we just we're just so eager to win win the the title again. Um, and everyone just looks past all previous disagreements or or whatever. So 
and uh, and yeah, the atmosphere is just amazing at the stadium. Uh, that's I love it as much as the the games on the pitch. I love everything around the stadium, the the pre-match build-up and the concourse and everything. So yeah, it's it's just uh, it's amazing. So Sophie, um, the US tour, the squad that went out was quite a substantial squad. Uh, there was very few academy players, and I'm not going to try and pronounce that one. I put it on the script, uh, Alex, because he knows exactly <laughs> what I'm going to talk about. The one I spelled completely wrong: Jubery, whatever, Conga. Conga. Jubery Conga. I was making some notes on the plane coming back from Denmark about what things we'll talk about, and I knew it was Jubery something. It was a double barrel, so I went Conga Jubery. I'll fix that afterwards, and I never did. Um, but. Um, the, the, the squad that went out there was quite substantial, but there were players that uh, Smithrow, Party, Laconga, Pepe, Cedric, and Nelson. Um, but Smithrow, uh, I was surprised he didn't make it out, especially after his good under twenty one season. I mean, oh. I think it's a good thing, though, no right, that we're proceeding with caution with uh, Emil Smithrow, and uh, you know he joined the tour late, and uh, you know he he had a great tournament with England. And, you know, he says he's feeling great. There's good word in terms of him feeling, you know, and partly he's been carrying this niggle as we all niggle. It's actually been a pretty big deal for however long. And I think he's going into the season maybe finally feeling like he's fit again and he can contribute and he's ready for selection. I think people wrote off Emil Smith-Rowe a little bit too soon. I even felt like maybe he would be a player we'd cash in on. But clearly, he's still part of Arsenal's plan. And I, f- I think that he could be an X factor for us. The season before last, um, he had 10 goals off the bench, right? And I think that he's a player that can contribute. He understands Arsenal. He gets the culture. We've seen him and Saka save us for two seasons. And I just don't think a player like Emil becomes bad overnight. So I can see him playing a part. Um, this season, big time. We've got two domestic competitions. We're in the Champions League. What the Premier League is going to be a lot of football for ple- people to play. And I'm excited to see him back. Mm. Trevor, like 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 me, uh, I didn't watch any of the tour um, because of the timings and everything else. I know Alex, you did a little bit for the Gooner um, fan scene, but Trevor, um, what was your what was your general thought about an American tour? And I'm top of fishing here for it in a different way. For once, like it's a second American tour in recent years. Yeah, well, I didn't watch any of it, mainly because I couldn't stay up at night, Fergus. I'm packing up <laughs> to move house. If you could see all around me now, it's just boxes, boxes and boxes of, I'm watching my wife isn't listening, of mainly Arsenal memory. Really. <laughs> I was going to say, how many shirts are in there? <laughs> and it's all just packed around me. So I, did, I, I, I slept instead of staying up and watching the American tour. Everybody seems to enjoy it. There's a massive fan base in America. I have watched a couple of games when I've been in New York and I love the company there. Um, yeah, and, and if we're honest, right, we have to be honest, it's where the money is on tour as well, I would assume. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that. But if, if, if it makes us a few more million to, to buy these players we want, then it has to be done in today's uh, day and age, I'm afraid. Um, I, can't, I can't really talk about this because I can't get Smith-Rowe out of my head, you know. Um, Go on. I, I just think that, that Smith-Rowe is going gonna, is gonna to surprise a few people this year. I've said that mm-hmm. once already tonight, but I'll say it again. I'll go back to when Martinelli was injured a couple of seasons ago. Um, Mikel Arteta was very slow to bring him back into the side. He wasn't getting much time. He was coming off the bench occasionally, much like Smith-Rowe did last season, to be honest. And look where we are with Martinelli now. So I'm I'm of the mind that hopefully we're going to see Smith-Rowe back to his best next season. He's been nursed. 
because he truly is a talent. You know, I've been watching him since he was a very young lad and uh, I want to see him playing at his best and once again adds to our squad depth. So, yeah. As for the American Tour, I've got nothing against it, Fergus. I wish I could have gone. I couldn't. If we go again in two or three years' time, whatever, I will definitely be there. Spare room for you right here, Trev. Spare room. No problem. (laughs) So jealous of all you lot enjoying yourselves. Wasn't jealous of the ticket prices, though, so blimey. They milked milked that, didn't they? Big time. Yeah. yeah, that was but, crazy. Uh, they did. Alex, you, you watched some of it, um, doing some player ratings and stuff like that. Um, what did you make of the tour? What did you make of, um, for me, uh, was it the it was the MetLife, uh, the Man United game? Um, yeah, New York, and, the New York game. Th- yeah, New York game. Um, there was this the pitch. They painted on bits of green. It was yeah. a, 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 a grass pitch on top of a, an American football. Um, AstroTurf underneath, um, and players. Uh, I've got a few clips. Actually, I never loaded them, so I won't even bother putting them on. Um, but players got in really, really heavy with tackles. What, what did you make of, of, of the tour? And are those tackles in the spirit of what a preseason uh, tour should be like? Lots of questions. Uh, well, the, the first one, the, the pitches. I think they got to sort that out for the for the upcoming World Cup. So. They'll, they'll have to figure That's that out because yeah, they'll all be real. They yeah. won't be yeah, they won't be matrixed turf for the World Cup for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think they they won't look too good the pitches. You can see that, but uh, um, yeah, I don't mind us going over to the to the US. I think the owners got got interest, of course. Um, so and you can see how big of a fan base we've got over there, and it seems like it's just building uh, every year we come over. So I think it's just yeah, nice to see. Um, about the the tackles and stuff, I I wish we wouldn't be playing sort of our rivals during the 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 preseason. Um, I saw uh, Barcelona played Real Madrid as well uh, a couple of days ago, and it was the same there. They were flying in with tackles because I think you can't really control it uh, when you're playing your rivals. Um, it's different when you're playing uh, teams from other leagues, but when you're playing sort of some of your closest rivals. It's just difficult to uh, to lower the intensity to to a preseason game. Um, mm. Obviously, the the Lisandro Martinez one uh, on Saka, I was actually worried there because that was a that was a bad one. Um, but yeah, so ho- hopefully uh, next season we won't have to play Tottenham or like we did last season or, or Man United. They would attract um, anybody. Anybody. Magic Mike asked Arteta about the tackle, especially yeah. at Martinez. And you know, after they're shaking, he and Timber are shaking hands. And Mikel yeah. said it was a good physical, competitive. He was very diplomatic about it. You know, he was. Yeah. How he answered that question. So, I Sophie, think- conscious of, conscious you're going, I just want to catch up. We've got some pictures of you here in in DC. Oh, that's yes. brilliant, Sophie. Just- we got pictures with you with some legend players. <laughs> That's Ray uh, and um, my partner Tony, uh, who met a couple of Invincibles for the first time, and Laurent. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> they were great. I mean, just such good stuff. The Arsenal America group are just amazing. And, and in our spare them. room in LA. Yes, that's Stan's house, um, this, which the I, SoFi Stadium looked crazy. I love that everyone got to see it, or a lot of people got to see it. Yeah. It's without doubt, the greatest stadium I think on the planet. Um, yeah, I've been to definitely. quite a few, and uh, there's no doubt that that was amazing. The, and also, just to touch on the states and why, twenty percent of Arsenal's uh, retail business is yeah, from the US. If you didn't see the interview with Vinay on Bloomberg, I encourage you to please go see that. 
in terms of how he's talking about the business side of the club and why the United States and outside of the UK, it's the biggest market. I have a feeling next season they may try something different. Uh, we'll see. But um, why not? Why not keep coming back to the States? There are cities crying out for the Arsenal uh, to go to. I know that uh, a few of the Arsenal America branches have thrown their hat in the ring. But once again, they pulled off an incredible tour. The fans showed up and you can see the appetite for football here is massive. You've got Copa America coming here. You've got the World Cup coming here. Um, Messi's here. There's a lot of excitement. Yeah. And I think Arsenal want a little bit of a slice of that when they can fill the coffers, which only helps I, us as a club. <laughs> um, I only I, I, I asked some of those provo provocative things about the pitches and so on, just to type of half get a reaction because of the World Cup going there. Um, from what I saw off the tour and seeing all the bits on Twitter and some of the WhatsApp groups that we're all in, because as international as the fan base is, our WhatsApp groups are, are all very much the same. So it seems some Magic Mike stuff and some of the bits yourself has put up on um, Twitter and so on. It's been brilliant to see. And and some of my friends out there got to go to see uh, some games and they really enjoyed it. Um, I suppose that the, the final question before you part is the Premier League. Uh, would you like mm. to see the Premier League play a game out there, Sophie? Oh, this is a brilliant question because it has come up a lot. And NFL fans at the start were very angry about a game going to London. Um, and they added an additional game, I think, for this purpose. So you, we've seen the NBA, you know, they've gone to China. The, the sport is globalized. I I our culture is different. And I think this was a discussion on the ground. How can you take a North London derby out of North London? So what game are you going to to do? Is it going to be an Arsenal-Burnley? Is it going to be... I think this is why the US tours are so big and they've tried to make them more competitive. You know, um, Barcelona are here, Real Madrid are here, AC Milan are here. There's a mini Premier League tournament going on with Villa and Brighton. I, I know you guys have seen that stuff. I can't see a regular Premier League game being taken out, but do not rule it out in the future. And I see it maybe happening when a Super League comes into play, because I don't think that's gone away either. The yeah. Trolls wanted Norway instead. Oh, I, agree. <laughs> I think that the, the Champions League or will become the European Super League by one way or another in the not-too-distant future. That's, that's a like... great point. I can see a Champions League game being played here before a Premier League game. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. totally. If, and if you're going to move a game, Sophie... Um, to America, if anyone's listening from the Premier League, can you move Stoke away, please? <laughs> well, now, okay, so I don't know if you, my mum's, I, I only came out with this uh, uh, to Kev a few a few days ago. My mum's a Stoke City supporter. I kept that quiet wow. during this, when they were in the Premier <laughs> League, right? And she became a Stoke City supporter because when she first moved to England and, you know, she fell in love with Gordon Banks. Like that was, you know, he was the guy, right? My dad supports Man United. I don't know. My my brother supports Tottenham and I support Arsenal. <laughs> I know. And my sister's a man, you know. So Christmas Day at our place, Boxing Day football, it's been, it's, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've declared war on my family this season. Let's just, let's just put it that way. And now Kev's son plays for Stoke. I'm trying to find an alternative for Stoke. So I'm not sure who that is yet. I don't know. Was that who was that last year? Was it Newcastle? I don't know who it is, but 
I'm trying to find a silver lining for Stoke because of Super Kev and my mum, and it's been hard to find that, Trev, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, it's, it's not Sophie. Newcastle. Newcastle's a great trip. Um, <laughs> I can't think of the top We of have to off. find one. We have, we're going to have to figure out who the Stoke substitute is. <laughs> Burnley away is one of those. Burnley away is like, one of those. Yeah. yeah it's Burnley, just yeah. long and far away. Sophie, I know you've got to go because you've got to, you've got to speak to Mr. Ramsdale Sr. on the high yes. squad. Yes. Uh, you're on at eight o'clock. You're going to delay for 10 minutes so that people can watch the interview. Sure. Here, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, thank you for having <laughs> me. Love the show. Uh, I love the spirit of your show and that it is really geared towards fans. Uh, Fergus and Trev, um, I know Super Kev adores you. And, you know, to me, you've lived through all the good, the bad and the ugly. And I think it's important that, you know, um, this show gets to a younger audience too as well because patience is very important. And sometimes when you tell Arsenal fans, I, I haven't. I've learned a lot of lessons. I think my biggest lesson as a fan was in Arteta's first 15 months. And... You know, if you can learn from that and as a broadcaster and also as a fan, I think that's pretty cool. So here we go. We've got a season ahead of us. We can win it. We can win a couple trophies. Why not do a double? Why should we have our our hopes diminished just because other people think X, Y, and Z about the Arsenal? It's about what we think about our club and what we can achieve. And at the start of the season, anything is possible. So I believe in this team. Hanging around them was really a gift. Um, being able to ask Mikel questions was great. Seeing the players happy. There is no doubt. I've been part of tours before, guys. And I've seen the Ozil, Mustafi, Kalasinac tour with Wenger. Oof. I've seen the tour after that. I've seen Juventus when we wanted to buy Vlavic and how miserable they looked last season you get a sense of happiness and vibes. And I couldn't stand myself with like, are they really this happy? Because <laughs> it's crazy. I've not seen anything like it. So there's definitely a togetherness in this team. And I think anything's possible this season. Yes, Love it. So and, 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 and I saw I saw how virulent you were anti, uh, not anti, well, definitely against Arteta and how you've turned... Um, I just watched, and I think like Arteta has changed all our opinions. I wasn't, I wasn't anti him, but I definitely was gone. I'm, I'm not sure if a rookie is the right guy there and then at the very start. Mm -hmm. But he's, he's definitely proved his worth right now. Sophie, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Ivory Squad. If thank anybody you. like, thank you, Sophie, uh, to go over there at eight o'clock, um, I'll jump in the chat and say hello. Excellent. Sorry. Thank you so much. And just like we've evolved, the managers evolved. And that's why we can move forward too. It's everyone evolves. Even he has too. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. It feels like everyone's moving towards something together. And I don't think that's happened since maybe 2003, four, a long time. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A message for Nick uh, uh, from myself and Trevor. Trevor will buy him a beer. It's a rare thing, but he will buy him a beer at Palace Away. So we'll say hello when he's at Palace Away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Two seconds before you go. Thank you so much. You've made my night tonight, Sophie. You really have. And I promise you, um, we'll send you a little video from Wembley on Sunday, as we did all last all season. All right. Okay. I, I, Are you I, in on? I love it because you you've know. Got to remember, 
I will be carrying Fergus because as usual he'll be drunk, you know. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're ready for your videos whenever you want to deliver them this coming season. There's no doubt about that. Thank you, so Brilliant. Thank you very much, Sophie. guys. Take care, Take Alex. See you later. Take care. Thank you, Sophie. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was enjoyable. That was enjoyable. It was. I love fans like Sophie are good because she did. She weren't happy about Arteta. She had an opinion, and she rightfully stated that opinion. We all have opinions, but look at her now. She's she's evolved with the team into an Arteta supporter, and that's all you ask of good fans. That's what good fans do, you know, folk. So amazing, brilliant. And she's, I mean, she's very knowledgeable, and she's good at putting that knowledge into words as well. She's very well spoken. That was yeah. uh, good. Like me. Good having like me, Alex. Exactly, exactly, Trev. <laughs> and and to, be, to be honest, um, you know, the Wenger statue was unveiled outside the um, outside the stadium, and and there was other um, people who have been all over the internet over the years, um, and were anti a manager, and they're going to take a photograph out, uh, in front of that. I think, you know, especially when you've got that sort of vileness about you, that you take a picture in front of um, a man that you've uh, castigated. Uh, that many times. So I'm just on my on my high horse. I'll get off it now. Uh, <laughs> we all know who you're speaking he's, of. Um, I'm, he's right outside my entrance, Wenger. So he's looking down upon the entrance there and he's look, looking down upon a great Tony Adams, which is fantastic, right? Fantastic. But I can't get it out of my head about the the fans and the and, and, and the atmosphere thing, Fergal, right? And I was I was I know we're gonna close shortly, but I was talking to someone earlier this week, right? And they, they really got me listening. They're very knowledgeable. And if you go back to where we were four, five, six years ago, right? Football's a team game, right? Football's a team game. And, and you can come along for the ride and play in that team, right? And be part of that team, right? And that's it. Or you can play in that team game and you can try and influence from within that team, right? And you can try and look to do things within that team that are going to influence the game. And we've gone from having maybe one or two of them on the field five or six years ago, right? We had a lot of players on the field that weren't really bothered, I think, in my view, to now, when, when an Arsenal team takes the field now, I challenge anybody to tell me which one of them isn't going to influence the game in some way. They are mm. all going yeah. to influence the game. They're all going to do something that's going to make us want to shout and cheer. And that's... And that is a massive part of getting the fans going as well, you know, because as a fan, we stand there and we see that effort and we support it, you know. And I, we feel connected to the players as well. Exactly. We're in such a good place, Alex, at the moment. We really and, are. And like Sophie said, you go into the armory and you think, shit, who, who am I going to put on the shirt? You, you, I mean, there's so many players in, in the team that, uh, that are so liked by the fans. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I, Trill's comment down below about Sophie. She didn't have a beard, so why was she invited on the show? <laughs> we, do, we, you know, we diversify them. We bring people, non-bearded people, on the show. So that's that's what we, we do. do. That's what we do. Uh, Trev, we've got Sunday. Um, uh, all all going well. We're off to Wembley, um, meeting up for a few beers in East London, and going to get the Metropolitan line out there. Um, try and get in the ground about an hour beforehand to get the atmosphere going again. Um, We've got the Emirates Cup. I'm not going to the Emirates Cup on Wednesday night. Um, I know there's lots of people going, but I don't think any of the regulars are going. I think it's almost one that you step away and and let somebody bring their kids and stuff like that. But I also feel that the, yeah. the tickets were a little bit overpriced. 
Alex? Yeah, we, we went last season, didn't we? Uh, I mean, it, it's good yes. fun, but but I think it, it, it might be because of the, the community shield, why people are maybe um, not going to the, the, the Monaco game. Alex is sold they out, can... mate, now. Sold out, mate, mate, now. Yeah. Monaco game, yeah, they've sold it out, mate. But yeah, yeah. I mean, what? I mean, every, everything's going to sell out with the Arsenal at the moment. Of course it is. Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. And, and go on. And the, 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 only, the only last thing I was going to talk about was um, you're saying everything's sold out, but I don't know how people are getting tickets because I put in ticket uh, the ballot for the Man United game. I know that you put in uh, for the ballot for a few games as well to come over, Alex. Um, and yeah. I don't know very many people getting getting um, tickets. And it, it probably goes back to the, the question that uh, Sophie asked um, Arteta just about just general ticketing uh, rather than just only the Ashburton Army. It's a complete mess up. I know they're trying to stop touts, but there's got to be a better way, isn't there? It's difficult, isn't it? Because there is such high demand. So how do you decide who gets the tickets? I mean, I mean, uh, they could Im- implement more sort of the the loyalty uh, into the home games as well. Um, but for me, like the ballot right now, it's it's pretty much the same as last season because last season was kind of like the lottery as well. Uh, if you got through the queue or not, you could. it was completely random, uh, which the ballot is as well now. But yeah, it seems like people are having uh, trouble getting tickets. I haven't really seen many people get uh, tickets through the ballot. But um, yeah, I guess we'll have to see throughout the season how it goes. It's, it's an interesting one, Alex. Um, Spencer asked the question, can you buy tickets as resale? Yeah, if, if if a season ticket holder or someone buys a ticket and then they can't go, Spencer, they can put it on the ticket exchange. So that means you, you you sort of sell your ticket back to the club and they pay you the money for it and then the club will sell it on to someone else that wants it. And there will be quite a lot on, on the ticket exchange. You see, the thing is... I, have, though, I haven't seen that, any yet. I've only seen one ticket since uh, we've been looking and that was sitting in your dad's lounge. Yeah. Said, right? I think the ballot is a bit of a farce. I think it's... I think there's better ways they could have done it, but I'm being a bit hypocritical there because I'm not quite sure what way. But it needs to be said, right, that four or five seasons ago, when we were poor, people were giving tickets away. You couldn't sell a ticket for the Arsenal, right? People were giving tickets away. And those people that were going during the real bad nights, really real bad times and still trying to get behind the team, they do deserve some kind of recognition. I know there's got to be new fan input. I accept that, right? But people also need recognition for, for being lifelong supporters through thick and thin, good and bad, right? And, and I needed to say that. Mm, no, I agree. I agree. I, 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 I Personally, I think um, uh, they've got too many members in each slot, and the, like, in particular the red memberships. Like with the silvers, you get three and a half thousand. So it's almost one in ten, one in twelve. Uh, I think it's a twelve percent chance of getting a ticket as a silver member. But they've got about two hundred thousand red members going for like three and a half thousand tickets. It's just I feel like that that doesn't work. The silver and the red membership thing. I think they should re look to redo that because that just yeah, doesn't seem to work. I I I think that's where the, there needs to be some work. Um, guys, we will come back next week, um, hopefully with very little voices and a hangover uh, after the Community Shield. Um, <laughs> we'll be there regardless. Um, I just want a good day out. I'd like I'd like no injuries. Um, you know, a, a, a good game. 
if we get a result, it's brilliant. If we don't, it's a friendly. Whatever. Um, you know, it, it's a good day out. It's, it's it's more about being back with our mates and everything again. Uh, again, Trevor, any Trevor time? Not really. I think I've said enough tonight, haven't I? I think I've said enough tonight. All I will say is that regardless of how difficult the tickets are to get, regardless of who goes to the games, <clears throat> take the lead from the rest of the fans over there. Blast out North London forever before the yes. game starts. Even if you're not keen on it, which most of us are keen on it, blast it out because we know that the players listen for it now. We know that it lifts the players. And if you're a fan, it don't matter if you like the song or hate the song, blast it. Let them players know we're all there. Um, and just keep going. Ashburn Army, some people get the hunt with them. Some people like them. I love what they've done within the ground. I love the fact that they're there changing the whole atmosphere within the ground and we're all going along for the ride. So let's just and enjoy the season. We're going to have a great season. We really are. We are going to finish top of the league. Top I've never league. been this excited for a season before. No. no. It's, it's amazing. I, I, I got excited at the end of last season, probably a little overexcited, but hey, it was worth it. Um, but I'm trying to keep my lid on it a little bit uh, for, for this season. Uh, we'll talk about predictions and stuff um, uh, probably uh, next Monday when we look ahead to the Forest game. Um, Alex, uh, Trev and Sophie in our absence, thank you very much for joining us. Everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us. It's been really good to have everyone back again and see all the familiar names. Uh, you have been watching uh, a Guns and Yellow, uh, Yellow Ribbons podcast. See, my voice hasn't got any better. I still mess everything up. Um, <laughs> an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Up the arse. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.